Twaba. Welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast. Bite sides we receive news, updates, discussion, and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you, the listeners, to be actively involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. Last episode, we discussed the need for unity in the ongoing debate between the use of the diaspora and the homegrown players in Ghana, as well as the pending international break and the update around the world of Ghanaian football. This week, we're going to discuss the international break, and I'm going to go over the article we published last week. There's been a lot of excitement over the international break, partly because it's the first since the pandemic began, but also because of the Thomas Party transfer to Arsenal, which has got a lot of coverage. There were debutants in the Black Star squad, with Arusu, which surprised me, because I always thought he had been capped, but Tariq Fosu, among others, who were also given their first cap for Ghana too. Well, how do you assess the international break? Our 3-0 loss to Mali and our 5-1 victory to Qatar. They're friendlies after all, so it's important to take that into consideration. Our 3-0 loss to Mali was disappointing against a fellow African nation, and our 5-1 victory against Qatar, a side building and investing beyond the 2022 World Cup, shows we're still ahead of a country such as Qatar making inroads in the game. Great performances from Fosu and Awusu, grabbing the goals and making an impact. With the detail in our recent article, I wanted to finish this week's episode by reading it. What league or region has been the most productive for Ghanaians? As we began match day two and Serie A beginning a fortnight ago, I began having a thought. What leagues in Europe or otherwise, worldwide, have been the most productive for Ghanaians? In thought, I gathered some data by way of participation, according to TransferMarket.com. This list below are players who are native to the selected country, Ghana, and currently playing outside of the country, so it doesn't include the diaspora. The European countries, Sweden have 33, Turkey 22, Denmark 21, Belgium 19, Switzerland 14, Austria 14, Czech Republic 12, Serbia 8, Croatia 7, Slovakia 7, Romania 6, Norway 6, Poland 5, Greece 5, Malta 4. Why listed as the top seven teams in Europe? Germany had 192, Italy 74, Spain 42, Portugal 40, England 34, France 15, and the Netherlands 6. Asia and North Africa? China had 3, India 13, Israel 10, Lebanon 11, Saudi Arabia 9, Kuwait 6, UAE 6, Qatar 6, and Egypt 10. And North America? The USA 57. It's very interesting reading. As stated, with reference to England, Germany and Netherlands and Italy, the list doesn't include the diaspora. Ghanaians that would also be British, for example. Players that will be products of the academy system. Players that will be part of the professional football club from the under-23s down. In my findings, I wanted to include South America, but I couldn't find any information on TransferMarket.com as to the players playing in other countries other than Venezuela. I say that to say this, outside of Ghana, according to Wikipedia in 2013, Brazil had the largest population with 442,189, followed by the US with 116,807 in 2011, the UK with 100,000 plus in 2015, Italy with 50,414 in 2015, the Netherlands with 40,000 in 2003, and Germany with 29,590 in 2015. You can find these details via Wikipedia. This topic is a little different to the bite-sized feature in the podcast, where in episode 16, featuring Junior Jimba in our Through the Lens episode, we discuss the best Ghanaians to feature in Europe. Just a reminder as to my initial thought, what leagues in Europe or otherwise, worldwide, have been the most productive or fruitful for Ghanaians? What is fruitful is objective. It's a topic with so much nuance, so let's run through some of these nuances. Youth and senior opportunities, at academy level and senior level. Our past and present successes, with a view of the future. Pathways that currently exist, and academies and pathways such as the Right to Dream and Norgeland Partnership. And what countries provide a gateway into some of the bigger football markets, a platform to display your talents for a bigger move. 
With the emergence of talent in the Ghanaian game, there's argument to say we're in the midst of a golden generation. Whether we do, or whether we can take advantage of diaspora playing at some of Europe's biggest clubs, you need a system in order to produce results. You need a system to monitor and mentor some of the talent coming through. The Brighter Dream and Norwegian Partnership is a great example of a system. And the recent acquisition of Michael Essien as a player coach, who will mentor the players coming through, is a great coup. In that so much of this was needed when players went to Europe or joined bigger clubs following the World Cup success in 1995. Carousel, now managed by Goose Hiddink, have a population of 165,000. The FIFA ruling of being able to switch your international allegiance if you haven't been capped in a senior international competition, such as a World Cup qualifier, changes the landscape. This has presented an attractive opportunity for Carousel, and countries alike to attract the diaspora outside of their country to play and represent them. It's been a loophole that Italy have taken advantage of in recent years, with World Cup winning players of the likes of Mara Camanese. With so much of the diaspora prominent in sporting nations, it's a great opportunity. For the Ghanaian national team, the best isn't here, the best is to come. But as with performance analysis, let's use the facts and figures. Let's use the data to guide us. Let's explore what opportunities each region or league provides for Ghanaian nationals and the diaspora. Let's use as much data as possible to draw a general conclusion, but as close to factual as possible. Spain and Portugal. Both leagues have become an attractive market which has become increasingly attractive to Ghanaians, with Thomas Partey being the standout name. Players are choosing either leagues at a young attractive age, with a view of breaking into the first team. Common but most notably and recently with Eunice Musa. England, the home to the Premier League, the most exciting and lucrative league in the world. Up until the early noughties with Desai and Essien, our history in the Premier League was only by way of folklore, with Tony Yeboah and his impact with Leeds United. The Premier League wasn't a market we had been successful in, but all that changed with the signing of Michael Essien, from Lyon to Chelsea, and since then there have been Ghanaians who have been successful in England and the UK, including the diaspora who are coming through the academy system and have represented England at all levels. Germany and Netherlands, home to the Bundesliga and the Eredivisie, very similar profiles in relation to history and the diaspora, who in both countries are coming through the academy system, representing those nations at youth and senior level. According to the stats, the Netherlands had only six Ghanaians, and although that may not be a true reflection, it may show despite high-profile Ghanaians playing for the national side in Memphis Depay and Myron Baradou, it's not common as with the Bundesliga with 192. Tony Yobo again, as with many more, such as Samu Kufour, have focal legend with their impact in goals and success. France. France shows a better reading for Ghanaians than my initial thoughts, and perhaps this is because of the high influx of Africans who play in this league. With the influx of Africans playing in France, not only must the network and pathway to play in France be good, but it must be incredibly competitive. Italy. Italy surprised me just a little too, with not only at the time Mario Balotelli become the first black and Ghanaian player to play for the Azzurri, but with the figures, 72, and where Italy placed on the list, second, like Portugal and Spain, has become a market that has become increasingly attractive to Ghanaians. Behind only Germany in the list, and ahead of the UK, Italy, just like other nations, are having an increasing amount of Ghanaians, the diaspora, who are coming through the academy system and representing them at all levels. More so at youth level, but it may only be a matter of time. The US, an emerging market, and in so, so many opportunities are available in a place like the US. The progression of the US men's national team and the MLS has been incredible over the past 10 to 15 years, both the marketing and the competition on the field. Both these factors make it an appealing market to join. With the league's ability to showcase your talents to the world, Ghanaians are not only able to do that, but in some cases are able to get scholarships to US colleges, which provides them with A, an education, but B, an opportunity to play football professionally. Europe other. So this is for countries such as Slovakia, Sweden, and some of the other countries I mentioned earlier in the list. For many other European clubs, the jewel in the crown is in recruitment. Africa is a goldmine for some clubs, and for some agents too. Some countries in Europe, and I've been specific in naming them markets, is because in this case, they are emerging markets where a lot of groundwork takes place. It's where a lot of the development and increase in the player profile occurs. It's not too dissimilar in some of the leagues that are grouped in the major and top seven leagues. But it's where some of the clubs and agents take more risk in pursuit of reward. 
performance and increase in player value. Asia. In Asia, I included the Middle East. In years gone by, players have gone to passage new, places like China and India in the twilight of their career. But like parts of Africa, these are now opportunities players take up given the chance. There's not only a financial incentive, but slowly and increasingly, it's a market the world of football are taking notice of due to its potential. South America. I found this region interesting because of the lack of data or lack of numbers in participation in this region. But the data shows the number of Ghanaians outside of Ghana was staggering, with 442,189 in Brazil in 2013. And while there isn't much productivity or participation, I do have a question. How many Ghanaians or Brazilians could qualify to play for Ghana? A very interesting topic and investigation for another day. I hope you enjoyed this article. This article is listed on our website at www.teamghana.eu. Feel free to go on our website where you can pass, comment or tweet or DM us in regards to your thoughts. It's a debate that's objective and there are likely to be more factors and nuances. Thank you. We'll be publishing another article at the end of October. That's it for this week's episode. We'll be posting as usual via social media, keeping up with the stories as they unfold in the coming weeks. As always, if you've got any questions or queries, email us at teamgarneu at gmail.com or tweet or DM us at teamgarneu on IG or Twitter. Thank you, take care, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. But Tariq Fossu, among others, were also given their first cap for Ghana too. But Tariq Fosu, among others, who were also given their first cap for Ghana too.